Alright, so um, our first review of the day is going to be for Chainsaw Man. Uh, Chainsaw Man um, is a series that a lot of people have been telling me about. Um, much hype. I hear a lot of people discuss it. Josh has told me about it. Um, and I just have to say, what the hell do y'all have me watching? Uh, because this is <laughs> some wild shit. Um, so the story of this is, and then you, Sage or Josh, you can step in and correct me if I if I mess up anything, get some plot points wrong. You perfectly, you're allowed to do that. Um, it's a story about this boy named Dinjin, and he's in debt to the yakuza. Um, he's so much in debt to the yakuza, he's selling off pieces of his body, he's selling off his eye, he's selling off uh, even his his left nut. He's giving away his balls here. You know what I mean? His ability to even just reproduce because he's in so much debt to the yakuza, and you just see he kind of lives this sad life. Uh, going around incredibly poor, eating just molds, moldy bread. Um, and he has this little, but he has one thing in his life that's pretty good. He's got this little pet little demon dog uh, with a chainsaw on his head. Um, and then you see in the episode, the first episode, that he bonds with this uh, demon devil dog uh, because we're living in kind of this alternate reality in this anime series where the Soviet Union still exists, um, AIDS uh, never happened, the Holocaust never happened. Um, so it's just this big alternate reality here. And in this reality, there are devils uh, that kind of, uh, you know, plague the world. And he ends up fusing with his de uh, this devil dog, this chainsaw dog, and becomes Chainsaw Man. And he ends up working for a government organization uh, to hunt down and kill other devils. Uh, because in this world, you can kind of make deals with devils and, you know, they can work for you. And then you can help fight other devils. Um, and he meets kind of this other team of people that kind of recruits him here um, that do the same thing that you know, enlist him in doing that. Um, so that's kind of the basic setup. Pretty much. Is that, is that basically right? If I yeah, conveyed that pro Yeah, all yeah. correct. Kind of like convey it to more casual anime watchers or civilians in some terms. Just think about men in black, but it's the aliens, it's devils. That's and a good comparison, yeah. Like yeah, very good. Pretty much the plainest I could put it to you. And goofy, much goofier, much goofier. Yeah. <laughs> uh because there's a lot of film references that are in here. That in the series you'll see like maybe what the the outfits of the people that he works with in this government agency um wear all like kind of black suits, plain black suits, you know, uh, everything like that. Much you know, kind of nodding to Reservoir Dogs. There's that kind of comparison with it, which mm -hmm. is a Quentin Tarantino film. Um the level of violence in here, um you'll see a lot of blood splattering, a lot of guts being spilled out. Again, you can make kind of reference oh, yeah. to uh, similar something like Kill Bill, which is another Quentin Tarantino project there. Yeah. Um, so it's very much over the top kind of goofy nature of the violence there um, in, in kind of going on in the series, uh, which was kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, typical kind of anime type of things. And a, a, a thing that's very conventional of anime shows is you always have a character who's aggressively horny. And Dinjin in here is aggressively horny. Um, the horny police could not take care of him. I think you almost need the horny brigade, uh, the horny battalion uh, to kind of come in and step in because he's all about, you know, the, he's he just wants to touch some boobs. You know, he's like, listen, my life is shit. And I just want to, you know what I mean? He, he's a boob guy. He loves boobs. You know, wants to be in the in the company of women, which you know, hey, I, I guess I can't fully blame him for that. Who doesn't love a good pair of boobs, right? <laughs> yeah. um, 
so yeah, so you know, you have that character here in Dungeon who, who kind of is one of his motivations here uh, is that, and you do have kind of these other characters that he works with, who, which we'll get into the other characters that he works with, uh, you know, hunting down these different uh, devils and things. And we also talk about maybe some of our uh, favorite episodes here. Uh, I binged it uh, yesterday and today, so I finished off the last three episodes today. So I watched it real quick there. Yeah, it wasn't like one. It wasn't like a uh, One Piece where I was sitting. I'm like. I have to I have to go into the hyperbolic chamber in order to finish One Piece. I couldn't finish that in the time to, before the movie came out, so there's no way I was going to do that. Uh, but I was able to finish this. It's 12 episodes. I watched it on Hulu, and I watched dubbed, and it's about like 24 minutes each episode um, there, so it's a quick binge and everything like that. So I'm going to pass it around, um, get these guys' thoughts on the series, get what they like about it, and I'm going to go with Sage. Sage, what are your thoughts on Chainsaw Man? There's one... Uh, one particular thing that I, I like to bring up anytime this show is a topic of conversation and uh that's the it's a term in psychology it's, uh the maslov's hierarchy of wants and needs it's this pyramid structure and all fictional characters most fictional characters generally start right around the middle they have their food their clothes their shelter taken care of and they have these loftier kind of self-actualization ideals or goals to strive for in a story. And this is intentionally going, what if we just put this character at the very, very, very bottom? Uh, and you don't normally see the physiological needs of a protagonist be what the story is about fulfilling. And I think that that's interesting. It stands out from, I think, most other things I see because of this one little thing. And it also makes his overt horniness slightly it make it makes it make sense he's not like that for no reason that he's living this like you said a terrible existence eating moldy bread living in a hut he doesn't really have a whole lot going on no social uh you know ingrained social behaviors because he's never spent time around other people let alone women so he has no idea how to act um and then once you get a little ways in, he starts to achieve some of those seemingly very small life goals. And they always feel kind of, oh, that's it. That that doesn't feel like it meant very much. And so there's this interesting deconstruction on this psychology pyramid. I, I think that's what really drives the actual character arc forward in a way I find interesting. Mm, nice. Um, Josh? Some of your thoughts. Um, to kind of like piggyback off what you were saying, the Reservoir Dogs uh, comparison, there is a snippet in the opening theme that's about three seconds, and it's the exact walkthrough from Reservoir Dogs just with the Chainsaw characters. So, like, the reference is more than just, you know what I'm saying, an inference. It's an exact, we're paying homage, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm. Two, I will say, on average, like two minutes of dub is different than sub, only because of the translations. So for people who are particular on the difference, there is like a like one to two minute difference in sub dub than dub episodes. So if you watch it on Crunchyroll and sub, it's gonna be different from the Hulu dub version. Not like to where it's gonna alter your whole episode, just conversation, dialogue, and relations. Um, overall, I have it as my favorite new gen rookie anime um, 
for one, it provides a different main character because I'm so tired of the child blessed from birth with innate skill, uh, a dark character that's a villain at first and it becomes his friend and closest rival with a useless but intelligent with her purpose side character with pink or yellow hair. Um, each character we get besides the I guess you can call him his rival in this show is different in every aspect. Usually when you watch anime, the pink haired character is usually not the lead. She's not in charge. She's uh, very overly spoken, um, empathetic and all that. And and here, the pink haired character, cold blooded killer, the leader of a of a organization group, and she don't do too much talking. She really is about that. And she's gonna say what she says, and if you don't listen, <clears throat> without spoiling the episode too much, but she's gonna blow your head up. Simple as that. Mm. Yeah. Um the main character, right? Okay, cool. You know, like we could say like the comparison is because he has a demon inside his body, but it's different. We see him struggle without this demon. Like he's been poor since the literal day of his birth. He's been in an immensible <laughs> debt. It's outstanding. So to see him suffer like that. It, it builds character development that we're not used to. You have to watch like an off-brand, maybe non-mainstream anime to find another character like this. Most mainstream animes don't push suffering because they want to show the uplift. But we can really feel when he achieves something, we understand what that's like. Now, me personally, as a man, I relate to this because I remember what it was like when you first tried to get that kiss. When you first tried to touch a boob. And, I, and to imagine <laughs> that he's never had nothing... The drive to get that one thing would be just, nah, I wouldn't say just as bad because he went far, but would be something close to him and me. Like, I understand that. Being going through that hormonal stage and to never have no social cues so you don't understand what it's like to talk to a girl, no riz, no motion. He doesn't know how to dress because he's poor. Like, everything. He's trying to get a kiss from nothing. And that's the hardest thing possible. And I really related to that. Overall, I know it's going to be longer because the manga goes longer. I haven't read the manga on purpose just because I'm here for the visual, um, the animation rather. Uh, so I know we're going to get a season two, but for that to be the first 12 episodes we got, to me, that was the best 12 episodic anime we had in like that rookie year. So I guess you could say 2022 because a lot of the other animes that ran that year were finales like Attack on Titan or something like that. Like that was the end. So we were getting pure storytelling. This is the beginning. And it competed with Bleach. It competed with One Piece. It competed with Demon Slayer, like Jujutsu Kaisen. All of these things were coming out at the same time as Chainsaw Man, and it was holding its own. And that just shows that this is a different type of anime that we've ever had before. And I love it. Like, I can't speak nothing but good things about Chainsaw Man. Yeah, he's horny. Cool. That's the, the funny goofiness. But if you actually pay attention to what's going on, there's bigger pictures going on in the background about each character having a story. Like, the rival, he didn't want to smoke cigarettes ever in his life because they said he, he died. It, like, accelerates your death rate, right? Mm -hmm. He suffered a death in front of him, was so traumatized, he, could, he go through a pack a day. That's a different type of character development than we're used to. That's the toxic character development. Like that story is going along while he's pressing our main character about chasing titties. <laughs> um, like it's just so much that we're not used to in anime that I'm loving. Like he said, the the pyramid. Like 
we're on a whole different route than what we're usually used to. And I love that sense of direction. I love it. Mm. Yeah, because the Dinchin character, so he's basically what, between the ages, what, 16, 17? Uh, like, like yeah, teenager? Uh, yeah, I, to me, I count lower just off of like them not saying how long was the time skip. I was thinking, like, based off of just them trying to make him go back to school, I'm thinking more younger high school, so like 13 to 15. Because if in like episode, I think six or seven or whatever, when they give him the uniform, they tell him, like, hey, you got to go back to school while doing this. And he's in school. All he think about is titties. And me, that's high school. That's 13, 14, you know, freshman, sophomore year. Only thing on the brain was titties. <laughs> um, and, and, and the women that he kind of encounters in this series, I mean, they, you know, they know how to work him. I mean, because he's pretty easy. I mean, they basically string him along like kind of the dog that he is because, I mean, he's willing to do anything for cash. One dude even tells him, hey, man, eat this cigarette for 100 bucks. I'll give you 100 bucks, eat this cigarette. He just does yeah, like, okay, sure, you know. Um, and you have the boss in here, uh, Makima, uh, who's um, the boss in here, who I like kind of, they keep her very mysterious. You don't know everything about her yet. Um, you know, later stuff is probably going to be more revealed about that character. Um, hello, uh, Lucky Dog Podcast. I'd to say hello to you. How's it going? And then hello to Terry Thompson as well. Um, yeah, you, you keep her kind of mysterious there, um, which I kind of like. Um, you also have some of the other people that hear um, the other kind of side characters uh, in the series here. Um, the, the girl with the devil horns, uh, they call her Pink, right? Is that great? Uh, power. Uh, power. Power. Because she's, she's a, a blood devil. Like she has manipulation over blood to a certain extent. Yeah, she's kind of like if you play Mortal Kombat, she's like Scarlet from basically like yeah. like okay. Mortal Kombat, totally. basically. Totally. Like she can yeah take blood and form different objects with that and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of a very much a wild card type personality in the series. Um, and then you have like one of the the leaders of the team. Who's the character? Uh, Blake on his name. The character with the sword. Uh, Aki. 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 Yeah. That's why. Um, cigarettes. Yeah. Who's more of a kind of in charge of their team, and then you have Makima, who's like more of the head boss there that they report to. Um, what do you all think about the side characters uh, in this series? Um, you know, people like Power, people like Aki, uh, things like that. Uh, Sage, get your opinion there. Yeah, I, I think all the characters are really well rounded. Um, like Josh was just saying, you know, they they might fit a type in a certain way, but then you know like the pink hair, but then the actual personality takes off in a completely other direction. Um, and I think they, they constantly kind of bend expectations based on, like they know what they're doing. They're using a little bit of a trope and then they, they know what you're going to expect. So they run the other way with it. Uh, power, I think, is, is honestly the biggest source of comedy in the whole thing. I, she, she, she's like, it's so dark and dour and, and sad so much of the time. I think she, she does some things that are, are, are very funny or her lack of, of caring about the lives around her sometimes works really well for comedic effect in uh, episode five when they're trapped in they're trapped somewhere and several of the characters are freaking out and having panic attacks and she's she either finds that funny in and of itself or she is like writing stand-up material while everyone else is just having a meltdown um and then Aki, I think he's he's great. He's you know you could look at him as your you know broody, revenge-driven side character, but again they they delve into his personality and you get all these great emotional beats out of him that that don't normally go alongside that character. So I I think they I think they've done a really good job. Makima, 
is you don't get to know her nearly as well as everybody else. Um, I I have read all of the books. So I have to be careful about what I say. Um, and but she yeah she has this air of mystery. She feels dangerous. I think no matter like even when she's not doing anything actively threatening, th- there's a sense of danger and and Denji having no social cues or really or ability to understand social cues. He doesn't. He just walks right by red flag after red flag. Just I don't care. She's hot. That is the mm. only thing on my mind. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a really, really, really well-rounded cast. And, uh, and having read the book, all I all I can say is that. We ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> mm. And how many uh, chapters are there? How many books are there of Chainsaw Man? Uh, so there, there are 11 volumes available for purchase here in the States. I think they're like monthly release chapters in Japan. They're up to 14. This first season of the anime adapts about four and a half volumes worth of book. So there's at least... If it's the same number of episodes, there's at least a whole season two's worth of material finished and partway into a season three, too. Yeah. Um, I'd say Makima is one of my favorite side characters right now. Just interested to learn more about her. And I like how all the different side characters they have, you know, these people who have these contracts with their devil. Each person has a unique devil ability that they do. Like we mentioned, power has this ability to kind of manipulate blood and form objects and weapons from that. And then you have one person who made a pack with like a, a devil wolf and they can summon it and they can come out. And that's Aki. He can kind of do that. And he has, but he has to feed pieces of his flesh to the demon in order for that to happen. And, and to, to use their abilities um josh what are your thoughts on the side characters here um i think when it comes to side characters we have a full palette and when i say that i mean like everything that you have a taste for there's that character so the people who are simps for the the scaredy cat characters there are two devil hunters that are you can pretty much say they're normal pretty much like they're not have devil or anything like that like the rest of the team and their contracts kind of small as a girl and a guy that is seen mostly in the hotel episode um they're like regular they're just scared to cast they're like this is weird and none of y'all are freaking out because all of the the more main characters are like oh this is we just gotta figure out how to get out this moment but they're immediately freaking out like what we're trapped yada 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 so that there's that then there's the nonchalant but seductive older woman that's the one who threw up in uh, Denji's mouth and then took him home and then passed out. You know, like, so that she fits that. So if you want to grab her from this, for example, you grab her from another anime, you can go Jiraiya from Naruto. Um, because they literally said she hits on every rookie on his first, like, his first night out. So to me, that's Pervy Sage. You know what I'm saying? Like, but this is a woman that's being, for lack of better words, mannish. Um, then you have the Sasuke S character and Aki, who's you know dark to himself. Uh, but then you get the plot twist that he's really a great guy and he's just silent for the most part. You know, it's kind of like, and then Denji and Power, the two loud, brash <laughs> comedy characters that are gonna give you something every time they're on camera, whether it's action, comedy, they're gonna give you something, you're gonna get something of value from them. So I feel like overall, you you have every food group of anime character, and just this like, there are other people who pop up that give you the other flavors that you're looking for, but our main cast gives you every branch of anime character that we need. 
and it's 10 out of 10 for me. Mm. Yeah, nice. Um, and you mentioned that hotel episode, and I would say that's episode six. Um, oh, and it's one of my favorite. Okay. It's it's one of my favorite episodes of the series. Uh, I absolutely love that episode. Uh, like them, it's the whole concept of the episode is they're stuck in this hotel and they're trapped by this uh, devil. And there's kind of like uh, while they're hunting these other devils, there's kind of one big uh, overarching kind of main villain devil that you see in the series that they're kind of going up against, and that's the gun devil. Um, and and he's kind of the main rival of them and trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Um, so, yeah, I love that. You know, they're trapped in this hotel. Um, you have these, again, good art with the design with all the different devils and how creepy that kind of looks. Um, so I did appreciate that. And, and seeing all the characters kind of bounce off each other was great. It, it was a chance to get to know them a lot more better, uh, a lot better. And also, uh, it also established, again, this guy, even amongst this organization that enlisted him, he's still low on the totem pole because they go like, listen, if it comes down to it, we just gonna give you we we gonna give you to the devil. I mean, you know, because we've known each other longer than we've known you. So kind of, you know, hey, sucks to be you. Uh, kind of fuck you. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, if it kind of comes down to that. And then there is kind of a you know amongst like with animes where you have a main protagonist, there is something special about the main protagonist. Uh, a lot of the the gun devils things is trying to get at the uh, chainsaw man because he has a unique ability about him, and they talk about how the chainsaw devil killed all these other devils before. Um, and they want something something unique and special about him, and there there's that element there. Um, anything anything kind of you guys want to say about that about Denji's kind of you know, kind of specialness there or uniqueness that he has there with that the other devils want. Any guys want to say something about that? To kind of like put it in plain English, because I like I like trying to use comparisons from other things. He everybody on the show pretty much has a contract with a devil where they trade something. Denji, to our knowledge so far, is the only person to ever get an organ transplant. Like the devil literally was like, take my heart so you can live. Everybody else is on, okay, well, every time I use your powers, I have to give a piece of flesh, or I give up a body lamb, or I have to take a soul to give a soul. Like, whatever the case may be, they all have some type of bribe where the devil gets something out of it. Our devil mm -hmm. didn't get anything from it. He just was like, look, I want you to live and achieve happiness like we were, because I was just happy being your friend. So I want you to be able to feel some type of happiness. Like, here's my heart. So now that... The gun devil, I don't know how he knows that this occurs, but he finds out this curse. So now I, I want him because I want to understand how you were able to do that. Because I'm pretty sure at some point it's going to be like he could either transfer his powers to humans and then he could live forever in his mind or some, you know, alternate villain plan that he has to use Denji's body for to understand. Because, uh, like, if you if you watch the people that watched it, their characters like the sword devil, right? He's pretty much dingy, just with a sword instead of a chainsaw. Like they, they both come out their hands. The head turns into the structure, the hilt for the chainsaw slash sword. So it's like we see that there's other people out here like dingy. So what really makes him different is the fact that he got an organ transplant instead of a contract or an agreement. You know, it's kind of like, okay, that's his eyeball ability. It's not overpowered at all because we see in every episode that there's somebody stronger than him. Mm. Most yeah. times when those main characters anime, we learn what they what makes them special. It's overpowered. Naruto, Kurama's overpowered. One Piece, he ha he can literally warp the world with the power of his imagination. It's overpowered. Goku will never lose. We know that. It's overpowered. Like he will always turn into another type of super saiyan to win. It's, okay, we get it. Denji, 
He's not guaranteed a victory. And we know by these other characters, they're going to let him die. They say, listen, if it comes to me versus you, I'm picking me every time. If you don't do what we tell you to do, I'm picking me every time. And we're dropping you on the spot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this is the first time where we have a main character that's not loved by anyone in reality. So it's kind of like, it's different. You know, it's like, this not what we're used to from a main character. Like, I like this fresh new take on main character. Mm. So Sage, you would pretty much agree with that assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I think they do a really good job of, they define what the rules of those powers are, the limits of them, and then they don't, they don't break their own rules. You know, like they actually stick to what they say. Uh, or sometimes stories will just kind of keep adding a power, keep adding on uh, ad infinitum. But uh, I think it, it's actually in dialogue, I want to say episode two, uh, Makima says there isn't a name for what you are. Yep. Because you're so unique. And so th it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely imparting a, there, there is something different about him. We don't get into it, what exactly you know, like, all of the details of that are, because there's still some questions about why. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's got that, just that little bit of mystery element, just to pull you along a little bit more. Mm, yeah. And so, I have a question about the, the character. So, is, is he basically, so is he just immortal? Because we see him, he gets chopped in half yeah. and sliced in bits and everything like that, and he can still come back. So, is he basically just, like, kind of immortal? And why? So, well, the, the the little chainsaw you kind of see it when he's first uh, merging with it but you, you see it it's actually physically replaced his heart and he does okay. have one weak spot there that's that that's that one yeah. spot in that heart oh okay it's kinda like it's kind of like you have to think about it like he can regenerate any part of his body except for the that core because that's the organ he got in the transplant if that organ gets destroyed then he dies other than okay. that, you can't you can't do anything to him. And I mean, kinda like um when they were fighting the spider and like mm. they were dismembering like certain parts of it and it wasn't regenerating, he could pull his body part back and then still continue to fight. Like that's what I guess you could say that's what his limit is. Like I mean limit breaker is like, you know, okay, Goku's gonna go Super Saiyan again. Denji is gonna heal and continue to fight because nobody knows how to technically defeat him. The only thing that can stop him is him running out of blood, but this show is full of blood, so run out of blood. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to look very hard to find something. That's right. He doesn't have to go far at all. But, so, yeah. And then to kill, like, just your average everyday devil is just, like, chopping its head off and slicing it in half. Like, that basically can kill any it, regular. It, de it depends on what your devil contract is because, like, I can, can use Koi, right? It can eat a piece. It can eat the whole thing. It can consume. Or you got Makima, where, from my understanding, just based off of the one season we have, she has to take a life in order to take someone else's. So she got all those prisoners. For each prisoner, she has another one of the agency's people lined up with that name. So when that prisoner died, the person that who had she blew up died as well. That's just from my understanding of her power so far. Um, then you got uh power she could impale you she could cut your head off she can cut limbs off whatever the case may be she had, we know she survived but it's animalistic so she's just a brute and then um you could just you know what i'm saying pick anybody each character has their own weapon repertoire so i don't think that there's a specific way to kill the devil you just have to 
decapitate or dismember completely. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Evil dead rules just just keep uh, dismembering. Just, yeah, it, just keep it's evil dead meets Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Just keep cutting. There is an element of uh, of the devils of the power structure amongst them in general as like a species. But the more the concept of what that devil is, if that particular thing like guns is feared more by society at large, the more powerful that devil will be. So what the what the devils are based on also kind of determines like how how crazy their powers can get. Yeah, I compare I compare the gun devil to Aku from Samurai Jack. Mm. Devil that feeds off of fear and could shapeshift and morph and control other things and send them out to destroy our main character because Aku probably fought Jack one on one what two, three times in those five seasons. In reality, Jack was always running against the minions. To me, the gun devil's always pulling a button to somebody and that person is who our characters are seeing fighting. It's the same dynamic of what's going on with the power hierarchy on the devil side. Because like to me, blood is not feared as much. If she can't control the blood in your body, it's not really you know what I'm saying, you're pretty much a physical attacker for power, right? So she would be low. But then she lists, she was listening and responding to a spider. Spiders, there's a lot of people in society who have arachnophobia. You know, they're terrified. So, of course, he would be enlarged, powerful, because arachnophobia is a thing in the society. But nobody really fears blood as much. You know, like, there's some people that are squeamish to the sight of blood. But how, how common is that in reality? You know, so it's like a chainsaw, on the other hand, is unhinged because there's nothing to fear if it's not on or if there's nobody holding it. If the chainsaw's just on the ground, it's just a chainsaw. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no imminent threat. You can mm. stay away from it and be cool. So it's like, we don't know where Denji ranks, but then we have the head villain, which is the gun devil. Guns are, we could say, one of the best and worst inventions ever. Like, it, t it does so much bad, just as much as good as it protects. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, cool. We're going we to put this up because this is so fearful. And then if you really pay attention, not that many people in the world of the, the show have guns mm -hmm. in general. And that kind of like plays to the inner thought of like, oh, so this thing is really feared. Like it's not even the policemen will run around with batons. Right. Is that kind of a commentary on Japan's politics? Because I know in Japan, so it's you can't even... I have a gun in Japan, right? And yeah, so it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of them playing on their culture, like you know, like mm -hmm. how how uh, like we're giving you an insight to what we go through. Like this is what we fear; these are our fears based off of our culture. Because to us, we wouldn't even—I don't know—the the head devil would probably be like nuclear or something like that. You know what I'm saying? For them, it's a gun. Hmm. Okay. And yeah, because it says in the show, like the devils are based on human fears and everything like that. And that's how they kind of come. So it's, I guess it's, it's playing up a, a bit on like when people say about gods and how gods get their powers is people who believe in them. And that's how they become gods and get strong and everything like that. Um, and so I guess they're doing that same thing with uh, uh, the devils and everything like that. It's like the, the more you fear something, the more powerful something becomes. And that was kind of doing a reverse of that. Uh, interesting. That's how I feel like Pokita, uh, what the chainsaw dog got manifested because in in hell or like 
where the devils reside, he was cold, like he was chopping people down. He was feared, right? He lost the fight, got ejected. And like I said, a chainsaw is only useful in the hands of a man, right? So what happens? He gets sent to somebody with nothing, and they form a bond like this, and they become the strongest weapon we have, right? Because at the end of the day, man makes the chainsaw dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So now you got both sides of the world trying to figure out why this combination is so deadly while also combating each other. So devils want it back because they know who he was back in the day. The humans don't understand <clears throat> why he's so strong or why he even exists because to their knowledge, this is not supposed to happen because every other thing that we have in this world is a contract. It's an agreement. They don't have an agreement. We don't understand why this works. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like an anomaly. Yeah. Um. Any negatives at all? Sage, any, any have any issues with the show? Anything like that? You know, I, I honestly don't have a whole lot of complaints. Often one complaint I do have with, with some anime is the overt horniness and the perviness that can go into some, but I think here, I think it serves a purpose here. It, I was talking about the, the psychology pyramid and the breakdown of that. I don't think, I don't think that the way that this character art goes in the long term, this, I, this kind of deconstruction of that pyramid and growing to have goals beyond just primal desires of the flesh and kind of coming to understand all the different elements of life. I don't think you could build up to that without starting at the bottom the way they do. I think it's kind of, it, it can, it can be off putting to some people, but I, I do think if it, you know, even if it's something that bothers you, I think it's worth kind of sitting through those parts and, and giving it a chance. Cause they, they, they kind of do mean something bigger and it might not be obvious right away, but especially I think by the end of the season, you get a sense of the way he's changing the way he thinks about those things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, you know, watching anime, that's one of my complaints. Like, cause that's usually the source of comedy. A lot of times is the horniness is, and yeah. you know, the perviness and everything like that. You feel like you always have a character like that in, in anime, but here it kind of serves a purpose. Cause I mean, like I said, he ain't got nothing else. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like, this yeah. is kind of all he got, you know? Um, so yeah. So I think it, it serves a purpose here and negative wise. I don't know. I mean, um, I can't think of any too strong negatives. I'm interested in this series. Um, it's crazy as hell. Um, a lot of good action scenes. I love the scene where he was fighting the the uh, sword uh, devil. I thought that was really great. I thought that was one of the best moments action wise of the series. Um, interested in some characters that you can you know later you know this is only the first season that you can later get into more. I'm really interested to learn more not only about Makima but the the what's the scared girl's name? What's her name? Oh, Kobeni. Uh -huh. Yeah, Kobeni. Yeah, the real nervous ass girl. I'm really interested to know more about yeah. her. I know she's, you know, she, she going through it every episode. She survived <laughs> when the old lady shot the gun at them, and she ended up the the old lady hit the dude instead of her. We all thought that she got hit and the dude survived, and then they gave us that at the end. And it's like, okay, now I want to know why you survived. Now I'm intrigued. Like, yeah, that's that different. And then like the overordening this part, why I don't have a problem with it is because. Every main character in anime, his drive is usually to be the strongest, the leader. So, you know, Luffy's goal, the One Piece. Naruto's goal to be Hokage. Goku to be the strongest person ever. Like, they all have a drive to just for strength or, like, power or, you know, monetary, pretty much. Like, something, like, you physically hold or, like, you know, a position, right? My mm -hmm. man 
only wants a kiss. Mm, that's it. <laughs> the horniness is his ambition. The horniness is the reason why he's living, literally, like why he's alive. Like to me, you can't say it's over horny because that's literally his reason to be alive. He's never experienced nothing like this. The first time a girl's lips touched his lips, she threw up in his mouth and he swallowed it. Yeah, jeez. I mean, hey, that makes a lot of money. I think on uh, OnlyFans, that makes a lot. Of money. <laughs> um, but yeah, is there any money. grosser moment anyone has seen in any other anime? Any anime, like that's probably the top ten grossest in any anime. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny that I was watching it on Hulu, and you have all this blood, all this guts, all this stuff everywhere. They didn't blur that out, but they blurred out the 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 vomit. They've looked like that, that's in the uh the original like Japanese airing version of it too. I, I I'm I'm curious to see what it'll look like if when you like pick up the Blu-ray and put it in at home. But uh in the book that that, that definitely does not have a sensor over it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, um all right, so I guess we can uh guys can give you ratings for it. So our rating system is highest you can give something is this is cinema. Uh that's the highest. Right below that is we we came up with a new rating. We have peak. Peak is our new rating that we have below that. Uh, then there's a tune in, tune out. Um, then you can do a skip it, burn it, and then waste a fucking film. Um, I don't think you're going to give it a skip it, burn it, a waste a fucking film, given how you guys talked about it. But I'm just saying that those are the rating scale there. Um, and hello, uh, cat named Whitney. How are you doing? Thanks for stopping by. Um, so, Josh, what is your rating for Chainsaw Man? Cinema, straight cinema. That is 12 episodes of no filler. Every episode gave you information like that was relevant to the overall story. There's no episode where they're going to play baseball randomly or nothing wild like that. It's 12 episodes of great anime for an overseas action, animation, storyline, even a, even a hint of romance for the people who like romance in their animes. Like there's something for everybody, comedic value, everything, well great written characters, scenery, everything was just 10 out of 10 for me. Like, I have no negatives, no complaints. If I could complain, it was to be um, more episodes. <laughs> I complain. 12 wasn't enough because how they left us on that cliffhanger, I was sick, sick, sick. What, to just crows flying away in the sky? No, you're not just going to do me like this to end the season. Like, devastated. But, yeah, no. Cinema, like, People who are just starting to watch anime and just coming into culture, you can start with Chainsaw Man. It's a great start. It's a great start. Mm. Do you think this is a good starter anime? I I don't think this maybe is a good starter anime. Do you think this is a good starter why, anime? Why I say yes because this is going to get you ready for the new powerhouses, right? If you can't watch this type of animation and fighting, you can't go enjoy Demon Slayer because this is what Demon Slayer is. Like hmm. in a, in a sense, the devil's land and demon slayer. It just takes place in two different times. You know what I'm saying? Like the the contract that the demons have in demon slayer with uh, Muzan, the head demon in charge. Right? It's the same thing. The contracts that the devil slayers have with their devils. Like it's a segue to everywhere. You can find the with the power and abilities and the slicing and the technology in that age. You can look at Attack on Titan. You can look at Demon Slayer. Jujutsu Kaisen is just another version of Naruto in a different universe. Like, you could just find whatever you want to find in this in this one season Chainsaw and any other anime. So I say yes, start an anime, because when you watch other things, you already have experienced this version of it first, because you can't go and watch 
three, four seasons of Demon Slayer and expect somebody to be like, I want to watch anime now. That 12 episodes will make you be like, okay, I can see why y'all sit here and watch this. Mm. Okay. Uh, Sage, what is your rating for Chainsaw? So I, I'm, I, I know that I didn't really have a lot of negatives, but I am going to go with Peak. And the only reason that it's not higher is just knowing where it goes. I think that there is there's so much more to this that we haven't we haven't gotten into yet. And I there is I, I think it only improves as it goes. And I know that when we come back and we do get more, I think it's gonna be even better. And that that is going to be the cinema, uh, will be that second season. Uh just one interesting note to make about it is that uh in the animation industry in Japan in general. Generally, what happens is you've got a successful book that's got like a production committee. That committee makes a contract for an animation studio and they hire a studio to make the show. Uh, usually the animators don't get paid all that much. It's, it's not the best workforce to be in in the world. But MAPA Studios was actually part of the production committee for this first season. So they got to work on it for two full years before release. There was no restriction or time limit that they had to get this out by. So it might be a while before we get a season two, but you know that they're going to be putting their absolute soul into everything that they can for it. And I, I think that's part of why, that's why you got a different uh, end credit song for every episode. It's because they, they have the time to do it in every way they wanted to. Fire. Fire song. Fire. Nice. Um, so I would give this good strong tune in uh for me. Um, like I said, love the action in it, thought it was really good. Um I, I liked a lot of the side characters in this. Like you said, they kind of you know pointed out to me how they avoided a lot of those different major tropes that you have in a lot of animes. The you know uh, the character who's on for revenge, who's very um, in solitary you know kind of mode, and then he kind of you see that he's not like that. Um, you know you have you know kind of your your typical mysterious characters that really work pretty well, uh, which I enjoyed. Um, it I am interested to see a season two, which is what you want out of a show to keep you invested and keep going to a season two. So I am invested in it. And I am going to be watching season two, and we will come back and we will do a review of that if you guys so choose to do that. Uh, I'll be here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, so I would give it a strong tune in, and if you watch the opening credits, um, there's a lot of different film references that are there. I'm looking at a list of them right now. So you have like things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is obviously if you have something called Chainsaw Man, you got to have reference Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, you also have movies like Pulp Fiction. You also have, of course, Reservoir Dogs, which you mentioned. No Country for Old Men. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Don't Look Up. Jacob's Ladder. Constantine. The Big Lebowski. Fight Club. Uh, just to just to name a few movies there. There's there's one really funny odd one out in that list because for the most part all of them are like classic pieces of film but there's one kind of goofy one it's the i hope i'm saying the names right but sadako versus kayako the like grudge versus the ring movie that got the like freddy versus jason style thing they did a few years back that has a reference in there which i i, I just thought that was funny considering okay. what all the rest of them are yeah it's like a spoof it's like you know how how scary movie used to be disaster movie and those type of things like how they played on a whole bunch of other things in pop culture like chainsaw man is just like look 
this is what you guys like, so we're gonna we're gonna poke fun at it, but we're gonna use our characters. Like intro, outro, both of them. Like the scenes, if you really pay attention to what's going on in the credits and the opening, like you see references to pop culture all the time. Mm. Nice. Uh so that was Chainsaw Man. 